Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, how you doing, my man? Tired already waiting for you to start this thing. <laughs> I know. We had, some, uh, we had some video issues with our guest, uh, Fernando Gonzalez. So that will be added um, after our video uh, here. But um, the good news is it was an, a weekend of absolute glorious victory for Fedor Emelianenko at Bellator 98. I got the sweater on. and uh, I, hope it, I, I hope it itches you. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be happier, brother. That's what <laughs> MMA is all about right there. Real quick, uh, just for, for the folks that – because we had it, we had promised Fernando. I just got done talking to him, so I have the audio for that. We're going to add it later. Uh, which Matt said, but the uh, uh, he's fighting at ACB 87 May 19th. Uh, it's a six-fight contract. Um, he's really happy about it. He's really excited. And um, he's fighting a guy named Piotr Struss, Struss S-T-R-U-S. Um, six-fight contract. So um, he's, he's, he's going to travel out there fight week, but he's uh, been training uh, on their time while he's here, and he's ready to go. So... Look forward to that later in the podcast, but um, yeah. So obviously Matt is still drying himself off over his victory, uh, Fedor's victory over uh. See, you already Frank, forgot Frank, Frank, Frank Mir, yeah. another UFC champion uh in the books for uh for Fedor there. I mean, not for nothing. He he did have him in trouble for a little bit there before he turned it around, and uh, we, you and I were messaging each other that night. That's one of the things that I actually forgot about Fedor is like. And I started having the flashbacks with Kevin Randleman and uh, what's the Japanese rockhead guy that he fought? That Fujita. Fujita, you know, like the guys that always almost had him in trouble and then out of nowhere. And you know what I know what's funny? I actually, I'm trying to find a gif of it too. Uh, winding, leading up to that fight, they showed Fedor warming up and he was walking backwards. Like he was doing like a switch with his hips, but he's going going backwards, going backwards. And then he was he was planting his foot and swinging and planting his foot and swinging. Going backwards, throwing from the hip, like I had mentioned when we talked to uh, Reyes, like, like he likes to throw that shot right from his hip, almost to the point that he hides it, and the, the guy coming at him can't see it, so it can go high, it can go low, and uh, it's it like it seemed like it gave Frank Mir a false sense of security with the advance because he had that little clip, and uh, he he caught him rushing forward, and he kind of did what he what he was doing in that little warm up video, so uh, the guys obviously got some something that works i mean that walking backwards technique whatever it is i mean it's, it's not the first time i've seen him do it well i mean being the smaller guy i think he's had to backpedal a few times um frank seemed to kind of fall into his game you know mm -hmm. he grazed him with a punch kind of dropped him i don't know how bad fader was actually hurt um but i think uh i think fader or uh, mir just kind of fell in love with the idea of throwing punches and uh when they finally got into a clinch uh Fedor hip tossed him, and I think that might have thrown Mir off of his game a little bit too. Um, usually, being the bigger, stronger man in there, other than you know when he's fighting somebody like Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, and it's hard too to it's hard to ignore once you get once you land a shot and the chain for a combination you've been training opens up. It's hard to ignore finishing that chain up. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, like you just kind of you, you're kind of that's one thing about training and training on mitts and stuff. 
you fall in love with that little combo and uh something like that that weird left hook or left uppercut just like kind of half hook kind of right on right on the chin that that can shut down the whole thing i mean it's like they say it's the shot you don't see that puts you out and he obviously he, he obviously was advancing when he caught they walked right into that well i watched a breakdown on it and it was it was basically fader you know was throwing a couple you know through a couple right hands that just missed and it kind of it forced uh frank kind of duck down to his right and right when he did that fader you know basically took the opening and hit him with kind of a left hook uppercut um and uh right on the jaw dropped him so i tell yeah. you what they they had trouble it seemed like i'm not saying they had trouble but it looked like they had uh you know the pacing of the event to because they had they had the I forgot how long they had the broadcast schedule for, but the all the fights before that finished, they're all were, none of them went past the first round, right? Were they all first round finishes? Well, the entire main card was first round, and then a lot of yeah. the, you know a few of the prelims were even first round, but those are on a different timing schedule. But I think basically what the events try to do, and I know UFC does this, is basically one fight every thirty minutes. You kind of plan for that, um, and when there's that many quick finishes, it 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 makes it tough for the for the fans watching that TV, it's especially tough if you're a fan in the crowd because on this event, they even showed a prelim fight, which happened to be another quick uh, first-round finish. Yeah, I um, saw that, yeah. But in the arena, you don't get that. So it's one of those things, you know. I, I thought all the fights were – I thought they were I thought they were all fun to watch. Um, you know, the night started off with uh, Dylan Dennis making his, uh, his MMA debut. Uh, I think he was a six-time world BJJ champion, um, if that's correct. So – you know, it was nice to see him get in there, and he uh, he took a couple shots. I was a little worried initially. Um, yeah, that's gonna. Uh, I mean, that might be a problem later. I mean, as the more he, the higher he climbs in the ranks, that might be a problem for him. I mean, because those were some good shots that he took. Obviously, he took him to get that leg lock in so he can get underneath the guy. But uh, I mean, that's not always going to work. You know, like there's there's people once people start seeing how he fights or what he goes for, they'll try to figure out ways around it. I mean, there's people like. There's people like you know how what they're gonna do and they're very good at it. Like Neiman Gracie did that night too. You know he still was able to get a some sort of choke in, um, but he's just really good at pressure. And uh, I mean he he's very calm and uh, and strong when he gets you when he gets his hands on you in grappling. He's actually doing a seminar here. I think on the 26th later this month he's doing a, a seminar here in Oldbridge, New Jersey. I might try to get to it. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, I, yeah, for, for, I mean, obviously you, you're not going to be successful too much, uh, pulling guard. Um, you know, he's going to want to keep his hands up, avoid the big shots. If he fights a lanky fighter, that could be interesting. If it's somebody that has a little bit of a, uh, longer reach, um, where it'll force Dennis, it'll be harder for him to get in on somebody. But, um, you know, I, you go in there, you, you, you really didn't suffer any damage. He got a toehold victory, which is fairly rare in the world of MMA. So that was kind of cool to see. And, um, you know, he's, he's got the, the charisma, I guess you would say, uh, he, he kind of falls into the, uh, McGregor world of MMA, which, uh, I mean, he's, he's McGregor's jujitsu coach. So I'm not always aboard that, uh, that hype train of, uh, over the top, uh, antics, but, uh, you know, it's always great to have a good jujitsu player in there, go in there and uh, prove it in the world of MMA. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean that that that's like going back to UFC one that did just to to, to show that that's a, a a solid piece of of the fighting game that is required. Um, but uh, Rafael Lovato, 
I actually thought he was in trouble when he fought Gerald Harris. He did that jumping knee and he kind of like fell a little bit. I was concerned that 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 was going to be uh you know bad for him, but he turned it around. I mean, once he started getting his when he got his guard up and and uh, Harris in his guard, uh, that armbar was super tight. I mean, you could tell that it was one of those ones he cranked. Uh, Harris was wasn't even though he tried to roll out of it. I mean, the fact that he couldn't control his other hand. Usually, once it's out here, you know, once you once you can't do anything to it, you, it's a good idea to tap. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's impressive as hell. I think he went to eight and zero now. Um, if I believe it's yeah. all finishes. Yeah, all finishes. I mean, he. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is all finishes too. I know when he got to Bellator. I remember when he got to Bellator. It was funny because because Jimmy Smith had commented on Twitter because Jimmy Smith was still there because like leading up to it, they were talking about his jujitsu. Uh, his jujitsu prowess and i was just like oh yeah this is gonna be a submission and he knocked out the first guy with a with a high kick and then uh not you know so it's like people didn't get to see his jujitsu and now they're seeing it a lot and uh that was definitely and i feel bad though because like that was harris's comeback from you know, he fought in world series of fighting and then uh i think he only took that fight on four days notice too right that was uh that was that last minute replacement you talked about last yeah you, late late replacement for uh john salter so you know it's uh uh, Lovato's the real deal. Um, look forward to seeing him uh, him advance. And, you know, it, like you said, Harris taking it on four days notice is a tough fight when you have somebody that skilled across from you. Um, but I also saw, I think he got a four-fight deal out of it from Bellator. So that was good to see for a uh, a guy willing to take that fight and someone who has a real good reputation in the world of MMA. It's uh, nice to see him get another contract and uh, get a chance to pursue his uh, his career. Yeah, man. I mean... That was like uh, all my training partners were because I actually had dinner with them that night. We watched the fight uh, after. So all my training partners were like in love with that fight card. That's probably the best one. I mean, you know, all the jujitsu that was on display, even uh, uh, what's this kid's name? Emmanuel Sanchez. Like uh, I'm like, how did he how did he it's like he's under the radar. He's so good. I mean, that was such a cool finish. The standing head and arm choke. And then he took he took his opponent down and finished the choke there. I mean, that was one of the, that was like one of the best finishes of the night. For yeah, yeah, Emmanuel Sanchez uh, beating Sam Cecilia, a, a UFC veteran. I think Sanchez is one of those guys that when uh, people talk about MMA, you know, and, and compare him to UFC, a lot of people say, well, Bellator doesn't have the depth, and they, you know, they don't have the guys that can compete in the UFC. It, it, at certain levels. Um, I think he's one of the guys that would fall under the radar there. I think he could compete in the top level of the UFC um, in any organization in the world. And, and um, I think he proved that. Um, well, you know. I mean, the thing is too, like you got a lot of people that are, that are promotional, like fanboys, And it's like, like, you know, if you like the sport, there's so much talent out, out there to see, <clears throat> excuse me. Like, you know, like I saw a post today from uh I can't, Ali, uh, I can't pronounce his full name. He's Justin Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez and all those guys' manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he was just like, <clears throat> he pointed out all the World Series of Fighting veterans that are now at the UFC where people were saying, you know, the, uh, that, that they weren't really that good. And they're now they're up there. I mean, Justin Gaethje's been fight of the night I don't know how many times. And the same can be said for guys like Sanchez and and, and then vice versa. Like, like, I don't think anybody's had an easy fight coming from the UFC since this started. Nobody's had an easy fight coming in from the UFC to Bellator. Uh, like Henderson fought two champs, right? And he fight. Yeah, Korshkov and uh, and then Chandler. Yeah, and he lost. So, uh, Musashi, 
uh, Musashi came in and his first fight against uh, Alexander Shlomenko. I mean, a lot of people think he lost that fight. Yeah. Um, and he oh, won a very close yeah. decision there. So Yeah, the, I mean, the, the arena was very uh, against the decision. I remember I was there for that one. That was a rough fight, too. You know, the the top of the, the weight classes in, in most of the divisions, I, I think, are really competitive. You know, you got Pitbull, uh, Patricio Pitbull. He you put him at 145 in the UFC. I think he's a top, you know, five to seven fighter, no problem. I think he beats a lot of people. I don't know if he's world champion or not, but, uh, you know, that might have to do more with his fighting style of being so aggressive that he might leave himself open, um, kind of like a Justin Gagey. But, um you know, him and, and, you know, Carvalho and Musashi, if Musashi wins, I mean, he's without a doubt top five at 185 in the world, um, no matter what organization he's fighting in. Um, you know, it, we talked about Lovato, you know, he kind of makes himself the number one contender. I know that turned out to be a catch weight with uh, Harris. I think it turned out to be a 188 pound catch weight, but he basically earned himself the number one contender spot for the, the 185 to fight the winner of Carvalho and, uh, Musashi coming up at Bellator 200 at, at the end of this month. Um, he definitely uh, brings a, a tool bag that could be uh, dangerous for both of those guys. You know, Musashi's got great grappling, but um, him and Carvalho are both, uh, you know, I'd say their base is definitely striking. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd agree with that too. Although the one thing I, I would say for like, I always thought found Musashi to have impressive grappling for a striker or someone that's known for his, you know, his KO power. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, who else did we miss? We talked about Dennis. We talked about Sanchez, Lovato. You mentioned Gracie, but he also, uh, he also won by, uh, by head and arm choke. So. Isn't, isn't he 185 too? Gracie? Yes. Uh, yeah. Neiman Gracie's also 185. So he's right there too. I mean, there's a lot of good fights. So I'm saying the divisions are getting, uh, are getting dan- you know, you know, deep now. you know, what's weird at the press conference before the event, the final one that Wednesday that they did, he said he was going to call out somebody, but like where I was watching, I couldn't hear. Did he call out anybody? Anyone? I, I, I don't recall. I don't, I don't, recall. I don't think that he did. I, I'm wondering if it was one of them that he was going to call out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, but, I mean, he's right there. He's historically, he hasn't been real active, so I don't know, you know, but I, I reading some stuff on him, it sounds like he really wants to start picking up his schedule a little bit. And if, yeah. if he does that, then I mean, that that's great for Bellator to have a Gracie, a, you know, in the, in your organization, it's a name recognition and um, the guy's a killer. I got some fight in, uh, in New York um, for the Bellator New York card. Yeah, and he, he fought in Connecticut after that. I mean, he's, he's actually, he's been, he's been fairly busy, I think, but he, uh, he uh, he he definitely said he wanted to call out somebody, and and I don't think he did. But I mean, he's definitely like a threat to that division. I feel like, I feel like uh, if if they come back around this way, because he trains out here, so I know he trains at Henzo's in New York. So maybe uh, when they come out here again, or or in this direction, whether it be Mohegan Sun or Turning Stone or one of those places, um, hopefully he's healthy and and ready to go, and they get him another good fight. So then, you know, we started off talking about the main event with uh, Fedor and Frank Mir and, and Fedor's victory. Um, we're coming up on the King Mo uh, Ryan Bader fight uh, next Saturday night, uh, May twelfth. Yeah. Um, how do you, you know the the kind of the MMA world went crazy when uh, they saw Chael Sonnen and Fedor facing off? Um, I know I've said it on some past shows that there's not an MMA world that I live in where Chael Sonnen uh, beats Fedor. Um, what what's your opinion on that? 
I mean, I I don't see. I honestly don't think. Um, I don't think that's it's going to go well for him, <laughs> uh, for Sonnen, just because. So, and I like Chael Sonnen before I I, I say why because I I mean I like him. I think he's a cer- very cerebral fighter. I think he, his game plan, if he tries to, <clears throat> his game plan seems to be using his wrestling and his grappling. He's he's gotten better. You know, he's a brown belt now in jujitsu, <clears throat> and so he's gotten better with his chaining submissions and all this stuff. But it all it all comes off of him being able to put people on the ground and Fedor's takedown defense is really good. And that that's one thing. The other thing is uh when Chael fought uh he fought Rampage, he complained about the power. When he fought uh you know he said how how hard Rampage hit him and uh it it, it hurt him you know, winded him when he got them with that one body shot in particular. And then when he fought Wanderlei in New York, um, he looked like he got a little dazed by some of those shots too. So obviously, if if Fedor's throwing them them ass hip power bombs that he likes to throw, because uh, I say ass and hip because he throws it from his ass and like puts his whole hip into it, I feel like if one of those lands on Chael, he might drop him with that too. So, I mean, like I said, I like Chael, but if I'm looking objectively at the fight, I I I, I see uh, Fedor getting past him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I I don't. Uh, I to me, the only way Sonnen wins is to lay on Fedor for three rounds, and I don't think he can hold him down for three rounds and uh, without getting at least submitted. Um, I don't think he can hold him down for three rounds. But even if he did, I don't think he'd be able to avoid a, a eventual submission um, if history is at all accurate in that fight. Um, and I and I think Fedor's just going to land too big of a shot that'll. It'll curl him up eventually. Um, and and the other thing is too, it's not like it's this Sonnen is the first good wrestler he's gone against. I mean, he's gone against good wrestlers before that have taken him down, and he's he's always scrambled his way out or scrambled his way into like if you look at the Randleman, Randleman, you know that's that's that iconic the suplex, and then he gets he gets Kimura'd right after. So like his uh, that's what that's what Chael has to look out for and deal with. I don't know what's today's Tuesday, his po- first podcast. Uh, he'll probably talk about it tomorrow on his podcast, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, it'll be the first one after the event, after he did the face-off with Fedor. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a fun fight. Um, I'm here in West Coast, or I'm sorry, East Coast for that fight. So, I'm curious to see what happens after uh, next weekend if they uh, if they announce the the venue and ideally they put both semifinals on the same show. I mean, the end of the year is going to start crunching down here if they if they keep it spread out too much. So. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, it, so far, you know, Fedor got out of that fight unscathed, uh, as did Sonnen and, and as did, uh, Mitrione. So, um, I know they just announced that, uh, the Crow Cop, uh, it basically if Crow Cop beats Roy Nelson, he becomes a, the number one alternate, um, which opens up a ton of possibilities as well, um, for some historic matchups. Yeah. The um, I mean, not for nothing. If Sun and Sun versus Fedor would be a nice main event for them to bring bring the uh, promotion back to New York with. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna do they do New York and they'd have both the uh, both of the semis on there. Um, you bring back Dennis. You bring back uh, you know, you can bring back Gracie even, um, being the local guy there, and you know that'd be the show. I I. I don't know if they go back to MSG. I know MSG has a bunch of uh, expensive fees and stuff there. I, 
I almost feel like Bell, uh, Bellator fits better in the Barclays Center. I know that that opens up uh, <laughs> the curse <laughs> that you've talked about, um, but it it, it kind of seems more of like a natural fit to me. But uh, you know, I'm always open for the you know the, the MSG event. I'm, I mean, uh, it'd be nice for them to fill the Madison Square Garden Arena, but. I would prefer they go in, in the theater in Madison Square Garden over Barclays. I, I don't want them to. I mean, I know that's it's smaller and all that stuff, but I'm telling you, man. I mean, come on, look at the track record of anything, anything, even closely related to mixed martial arts that has happened in Barclays Center. It's got just a weird negative stigma from UFC 208 to McGregor Mayweather's portion of the tour that was there, and then obviously 223. That's still fresh in everyone's mind. He's still got to come back uh, next month for the, his for his hearing for that. So McGregor. So I'm just like, I mean, not, those hipsters don't like MMA the way we like it. Not for nothing. Uh, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn is is part of New York City, but Midtown Manhattan, that's where MMA is more popular. Not, <laughs> well, the theater's for, way too small, though, right? The theater only holds like five thousand, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you know, then, then maybe the tickets cost a little more. I, I don't know. I'd rather, like I said, I mean, if they go to Barclays, that's going to be such a, a problem for me. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they said that their biggest gate of all time was the, the Bellator New York uh, at MSG. So obviously they didn't have problems making money and selling tickets to the yeah. to the previous event. And um, if they load the card, it, it'll it'll do fine. I just know that I've read at least that, that the um, fees to uh, – to get into the, that building is uh, pretty astronomical. So I, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know where Bellator is at financially and stuff like that, but it's just something that had crossed my mind that, uh, that that could be a change that is made. But, uh, I mean, but it's, with, right, you know, it's right down the street from Viacom. I, I feel like, I feel like they should have friends down the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, I'm all good with the MSG. I'm going to make one trip out to New York <laughs> this year. So, uh, whether it's that one or, or the UFC event later this year, I'm, I haven't quite made my mind up once they once everything gets announced officially. But uh, you know, it's it was a fun weekend, good fights, and uh, you know we don't have a UFC or Bellator this weekend. But uh, I know Friday night is Invicta 29, and that's Sarah Kaufman uh, going for the uh, vacant bant- bantamweight title. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite nights of the year is uh, Saturday night, uh, early Sunday morning for you is a uh, Rise in 10 uh, with uh, the main event of Horaguchi and uh, Ian McCall. Um, can't get enough of the knees to the head and, and soccer kicks of. Uh, oh, of definitely. Japanese, you can get so. that, uh, that's actually, if folks want to order it, you can order it on Fight TV. We have the dedicated page at the blogboardjungle.com. Uh, uh, there's a dedicated Fight TV page where you can download the app if you don't have it. So if you grab it, you help us out. Yeah, and if anybody uh, hasn't had the Fight TV app, it, the the streams are, are seamless. I mean, it works great. I've uh, watched all the the Ryzen events up until this point, um, and several other events. So, I mean, it's a great app to have if you're a, a fight fan or a pro wrestling fan. It's it's loaded with stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, I've watched Ryzen on there. The replay, I watched Ryzen. I've watched uh, obviously the Karate Combat stuff that we talked about lately, and uh, Fernando's ACB fight, ACB eighty seven will be on there. So it's it's a and that's like a nice middle of the day card. They're usually free too, so you can just you don't even have to buy that. You just watch it on, as long as you have the app, you can watch it. So, yep. So, uh, well, good talking to you again this week, Ed. Uh, everybody should uh, stay tuned for the, your interview with Fernando. Um, I know he has a lot to say, and he's super excited uh, to be fighting in Nottingham, England, uh, in a couple weeks. So, 
Yeah, no, I'll add that audio right after this. But yeah, it's good talking to you, man. Uh, I'm glad you changed your sweater while I was talking to Fernando and changed into your your Fedor sweater. Uh, you don't look like you owe anybody any bobbleheads or anything either. You got what you wanted. So nope, all, all bets <laughs> all bets have been cleared. <laughs> Everything worked out, and uh, the world of MMA is uh, is right once again. At least uh, at least for the next few months, hopefully. But um, I just want to remind everybody also to uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Combat Hour, uh, myself at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, follow you, Ed, at, uh, at Carbazal on, uh, on Twitter. Um, thanks for the chat again, brother. Um, and like I said, look forward to hearing your, uh, your conversation with Fernando. All right, cool, man. Thank you for listening. And for folks on the listening to the podcast version of this, that interview is coming up next. Uh, thanks, everybody. Peace. All right, I'm talking with uh, Fernando Gonzalez, who's fighting at ACB 87 this month, May 19th. Uh, Fernando, what's up, man? Sorry about the problems we've been having. <laughs> uh, nothing, man. I just, you know, dealing with this, this little thing, but <laughs> damn phones, you know. But uh, no, man, no, uh, I'm still great. I've been training hard. I didn't really have too much... Uh, too much time to train for this fight, about, you know, five, yeah, six to five weeks. Uh, normally it's about eight weeks, so I had to crunch a lot into a little bit of time. Uh, but I think uh, I'm pretty much there. I mean, we got three more weeks to, to go, go up and get the hand raised. Where, uh, where, so you're, you're still in California right now. When do you, when do you head over to, uh, like, the events overseas, right? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I believe the week of the fight is when we're going to fly out. Um, so I'm not, you know, I won't give me too much time to get acclimated, but um, the timing-wise, like, I've always trained, like, around uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, I train here at Dan Henderson's gym in Temecula, and uh, he always fought overseas, so he always kind of kept that schedule where we train at, at 9 or 10 in the morning. Uh, so out there, it'd be like, Nine or ten at night, you know, nine hour difference or something like that. So I'm always uh, kind of prepared for that, and, and uh, you know, I'll be out there ready, ready to go. Oh well, that's interesting. So you're you're training at on their time while you're here, to so that you don't have to. Ha- well, that's pretty cool. That's smart, actually. Um, I never thought about that. I was, uh, my next question was going to be, are you worried about about the uh, changeover in time? But you're kind of already on their time. That's pretty smart. Uh, yeah, you know, that, I just, uh, that's kind of been the blessing of training at Think West. Dan, Dan fought overseas, so all of our, pretty much my entire career has been <laughs> training around this time. And that's why I would have to do two a day, so when I would fight here in the States, I would have to be ready for nighttime. So I was, I've been doing two a days pretty much all my career. All right, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, you know what? I feel like I, I feel. I'm. I feel like I'm being stupid now for not thinking of that as a training method, because uh, I always feel like like the one of the issues fighters have when they when they travel is always the time change. But uh, the, training with someone like Dan Henderson, he would definitely know. With all the time he fought on the other side of the world, is this your first time fighting um, overseas? Uh, yeah, this will be my first time fighting like uh, in Europe and stuff like that. I, I got a uh, chance to fight in China. We 
did a kickboxing show out there, and um, that was a, a great time. I went to the Philippines, or we went out to the Philippines to do like a, they had like a team thing going on that uh, for MMA, and uh, I was on the alternate team, so I got to go out and enjoy some fights, and got paid four grand for that for that show, <laughs> which was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Those are the only times I've been outside of a little bit further than uh, in Hawaii. Oh wow! So, uh, what do you know? Your opponent is—I uh, don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's, is it? It's Peter Piotr Struis. What do you know about him? Yeah, you know. What do you know about him? Is he—is he dangerous? He's a grappler. He's a striker. He's a—he's well-rounded. He's mostly a striker. He's a kickboxer with good ground. Um, uh, he's just a lot of. Uh, the thing is, he's got a lot of heart. Uh, a couple of the fights that I seen, he gets kind of cracked. And the guys almost throw themselves out completely, and, and he knows how to stay in the fight. You know, he's uh, very, very game and very, uh, like a veteran. You know, he has got a lot of veteranship in him. He knows what to do um, as far as striking goes. So, uh, I honestly just feel I'm a little bit more well-rounded in everything, and, and just my speed will make the difference in the fight. Uh, my pace, I think, will make a big difference as well. So, if I can, if I can keep that and stay away from his big power, I'm gonna, I should dominate this fight. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about your durability too, given your your past performances and, and the 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 level of competition you fought. Um, speaking of um, uh, competition, like as far as fighting at ACB in the new promotion, this is your first fight there. Are there any jitters or being nervous or, or are you worried about the competition there versus to where like you're fighting in Bellator? Is there any concern? Uh, you know, at any time you're going to get some, especially with the weight, you know, these guys are a little bit heavier. I got to be more cautious that that big power don't land. Um, but the, the thing is, is, you know, I, I was the guy that didn't really have a name and I had to build my name. So there's plenty of guys that are just like that on the outside, especially these guys are Russian. You know, all these guys are tough guys, man. They they know how to fight and they enjoy fighting. So they pretty much grew up doing exactly that. So, uh, you know, I never underestimate anybody. I know I'm going to get some fight. And if I can stay one step ahead of them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to do so. But, uh, you know, it's a fight. Anything can happen and anything can land. So... I gotta go out there smart and make sure that I'm the one that connects first. So, when you found yourself uh, fighting for for this promotion, was it uh, did they 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 come looking for you? I don't remember. I don't remember seeing. Uh, I feel like I remember seeing the announcement, but not any details on when you signed with them. I yeah. The thing was, it was um, we were still under the ninety day hold with Bellator, uh-huh. so they got ninety days to counter any offers um so they were we were in the process of that they, they actually they did uh, make the offer to us and um it was a great offer so for me it just you know i think i think things were just going a little stop for me over with the tour um and it was time it was time to move on i did a i had a great a great run there and uh, i was ready i was ready to move on and, and try something else Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, ACB seems to be, uh, especially among hardcore fans, 
it seems to be uh, popular, especially on the weekends. It's a nice, it's a nice like midday card when we watch it over here. So um, they seem to be. Uh, 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 Frank Mir still calling the fights over there too, right? As far as I know, uh, he's, he's been the commentator for those fights, and he does a good job, man. And like, he's been at it since WEC days, so yeah. he knows what he's talking about, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, so with, with the, because uh, I know that uh, your opponent, since he's been fighting there, he won his last three fights. Um, I don't know, man, I just feel like, I mean, and he's, he's a bit younger than you, isn't he? Isn't he younger than you? I feel like he's a young guy. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I believe he's 30, 31, something like that. Yeah. He's, 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 a young, he's younger than me. <laughs> the, uh, the, I mean, well, not that that makes a difference, but because like, uh, I feel like oh, on that side of the world, there's a lot of like stronger grapplers. So do you feel like, uh, I mean, like, are you working takedown defense? I mean, I would imagine it's good working with Dan Henderson. Uh, yeah, you know, and the thing was, uh, I've gotten to train with some of the best in the world. You know, Tyrone Woodley, uh, they, they, uh, Mo Wall, uh, the Roshan brothers, they, they've come through. And there's, there's, there's so many guys that are, are phenomenal wrestlers besides Dan that have been through, the, through this gym. You know, you get to, you get to find different looks. Uh, so it's, I don't see it being much of a difference. As far as takedowns, uh, the only thing I can see is if they're hitting me with something like uh, a beat number Nerga Minetta, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how grappling, but it's not that I haven't seen it before, you know? I, I, I've built that, I've trained that for those, for those, in case I ever run into that style opponent, I'll be ready for them. And, uh, you know, one, one of the things about those guys, they look, if they're shooting in for a takedown for giving up that neck, and, and I'm going my kid, dude. Yeah, I mean, um, especially uh, you had just said earlier when you were talking about the fight, I, I, you seem to have the I would think with your experience, you have the edge in the striking. With uh, Most of your wins are by, uh, are by you have nine KOs, right? So, yeah, you have, you have more yeah. KOs than sub submissions, so I would imagine uh, they're, they're probably not used to your type of power over there. But, uh, you know, I think I think those guys are going to be they're they're used to the strikes. You know, what I mean, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be mostly who's going to have the strategy, who's going to have a good game plan. Um, what I do see with these guys are they're really strong, but they have they they fight real traditional, real uh, basic jab, jab cross. So it's like when you're able to start mixing up a little bit of combinations, and not all of them. I mean, a couple, the majority of them, that from what I see, you know. Um, uh, at least for me, the, the style of striking that I have, it makes it a little bit easier for me to try to land something or, or set something up. It, it's still easier said than done, you know what I mean? So I got to go out and prove it. But, you know, I, I feel just as long as I've been doing this, uh, if I can think and I, I know I can land it. Yeah, and, and um, the other thing, too, like I had just mentioned before, the quality of opponents you've had versus what well, I mean I know they're they train very tough over there I mean it's like it's almost like an untapped market that's only being tapped now um but I I, I just think that uh maybe the experience 
versus the quality. I didn't look at his past. I know he won his last three, but I don't know who he's fought versus. I mean, you you even though you didn't win against Lawrence Larkin, you, I mean it was a decision. But um, like yeah. like you're, the guys that you've fought, like uh, Brendan Ward and Brandon Gertz, Carol Parisian. Uh, I mean, those guys are are you know people that have fought in, at championship level before, and you've been in there with them. So I I feel like it's an untapped market for those fighters there. But for you, it's it's kind of like a new a new test. No, it's like a refreshing part for your career. Oh, you know, for me, uh, I'm 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 on it honestly just to be able to say that I'm still fighting and continuing my journey. And ACD was the one who, who offered it to me. You know, uh, honestly, that gave, that gave me another kick in the ass and another jump start because, you know, you, you start to get down the dumps a little bit. Eventually, was it? You're going, I don't know if I'm going to get signed with somebody, but I mean, the offer came in pretty quick. But at the same time, you know, it was like a 30 days uh, wait because I, we knew that it was a 90 day hold. So in that time, your mind's playing tricks on you. You're like, shit, is this it? Do I got to get a job? Do I have to be full-time? But as soon as the offer was in, it, it gave me that that feeling again. You know, I, I'm going to continue to pursue my career, and these guys are giving me the opportunity. So I'm a loyal guy, and, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to give them one hell of a fucking fight, or one hell of a show. And, um, and I'm going to continue to do that until so, so I'm not with them no more, or... So I retired. That's great, man. That's good to hear too. How how many fights do you have with them? Is it just the one, or or do you have several? So I, have, I signed a six fight deal. Um, oh, nice. So at least at least for the next two years, I'll be I'll be doing some traveling and exploring the world, which is another another big thing that I'm I've been dying to do. So um, you know, obviously MMA has given me the opportunity and. And ACB is the one doing it for me, so I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a loyal guy, and I'm I'm gonna give them exactly what they paid for. That's cool, man. I mean, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Six fights is a big deal. Um, uh, it's May nineteenth, uh, ACB eighty seven, and uh, most folks around here. I mean, I know through the Fight TV app is where I watch ACB. Where do you know of any other places where folks can watch? You know, I do not. That's the best where I would watch it too is Fight TV. Uh, so Fight App, F I T E app, or Fight TV. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can where you can find it. As far as I know. Yeah, we have a, a at the at the website that the, the YouTube channel this 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 interviews on. It's going to be a, we actually have a dedicated Fight TV page. So that, uh, we'll make sure we put the uh, order information on there, and folks can download the app there at the blogboardjungle.com. That way, folks can see your yeah. fight. Um, so May nineteenth, uh, Fernando Gonzalez. I can't, can't. I really can't. I don't want to mess up his name. Your opponent's name is Piotr Struss. Piotr Struss. Yeah. Piotr Struss. <laughs> All right. Piotr Struss. All right. So uh, May nineteenth, ACB eighty seven. Um, you could watch it on Fight TV uh, here. And you got any shout outs you want to give to your sponsors or anybody? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I want to give a special thanks to Feedback, who is my recovery, uh, basically my pod, <laughs> like a spacecraft. <laughs> uh, so Feedback, um, SoCal Fresh Prep, my, my meal prep guys, and uh, Dr. Toy Chiropractic. So these are the guys that keep 
keep you healthy and keep me in the gym day in and day out. So uh, thank you to those guys and obviously my teammate, Isaiah Alvarado, Tom Palicchio, my brother, Tristan Hernandez. And uh, yeah, these are the guys who've been with me since the beginning, man. So I, I want to always give them a big thank. And, and uh, obviously the guys also in the room. Uh, so Terry Soka Jr., um, Sam Tompey, uh, Chris Curtis, uh, uh, freaking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Alex Thompson, these are the guys, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, sorry, uh, freaking, um, shit. <laughs> well, these are, uh, Jared Van, Van uh, Bandera. He's a heavyweight, so right now these guys are the ones that are putting the weight on me right now. Nice. And uh, helping me get ready for Peter, uh, for Peter. So you know he's a, he's a, he's big, but I don't think she's gonna be as big or as quick as the guys that I'm going up against right now. So it's up to me to just go out there and make sure that I, I land my shot and I'll get this win. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it, man. You actually got me excited. The way the hearing you talk about it got me excited. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. That's really good news. So, uh, I mean, as far as you said, you're going to leave that week. Uh, just stay healthy, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. Again, I apologize for the, uh, the, uh, the Google Hangout nonsense not working for you. It would have been nice to get Matt in on this. But, um, my, but this will still make it on the podcast, the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. It will be uploaded tonight, and uh, we'll, make, we'll tag you in everything tomorrow. Um, just real quick, your Twitter is is at many maniac. Is am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. M E N. That's my Oh, all right, all right, cool. Well, listen, man. Th thank you again for taking the time to talk. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm happy for you, man. This sounds like this sounds like a big deal. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, bro. And yeah, anytime you guys want me, man. Hopefully, we get dial that in and get that fixed up. It's not your fault. I just punched you down my phone over here. <laughs> nah, man, don't worry about it. I mean, te technology is a bitch, so <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't sweat it. <laughs> so, all right, man, thank I'm you. Getting better. I'm getting better at it. No, no problem, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.